What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fish Lift Eat Podcast. And I've got a little bit of uh, Thin Lizzy playing in my head here. You know, the boys are back in town. We're finally all back on the same screen here together. Um, we got Papa and Justin with us and Chad in the background making us look and sound good. But the man of the hour, he's back again. Hard at work here. I can't tell if he's just concentrated or he's like about to go to the bathroom or something. We got Bailey Stone, <laughs> Stone Fly Outdoors. What's up, what buddy? What is up, y'all? <laughs> uh, probably Turn in the old slump buster. An old slump buster, boy. <laughs> That's the episode out there. It's a slump buster. We got everybody together again. The slump buster. Actually, there you go. There's the name of the episode. Slump buster. <laughs> done and done. Let's do it. <laughs> so, how's oh, it been good, man. How's life? Life's man, good. I can't complain. Living. Complain. If you did, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody gives it. <laughs> Cameron Haynes told me nobody cares. Work harder. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yep. My grandpa used to say, well, I didn't have a great day today, but if I don't tell anyone I had a – well, he said, if I don't tell anyone, if I tell everybody I have a good day, then I guess I had a good day. And it's just like because if I say it's a bad day, nobody nobody's gonna listen anyways. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. A lot, lot of a lot of truth in that. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. what you been up to, man? What you have going on? Man, I have been going to expos, promoting the brand and trying to do everything that I can to really get pushing forward with everything and filling orders and just everything that goes with off-season fly fishing stuff. Nice. Yeah, but we don't really take out a lot of clients this time of year, which is fine. It gives us kind of a, you know, the winter. Winter is when the guides fish, and that's that's right. fine with me. That's that's my favorite time of year to to fish out here. And you know, there's a lot of times you get the river to yourself, and you got a chance that you could catch every cast you could catch. Which I mean, it's it's true throughout the year, but winter time you catch a dang. 18 incher you could catch a 30 incher and that's that's what i love about it you might be fishing a size 24 midge 26 28 midge and you're like man this just ain't working and you go throw a streamer like you know something like where's it at i tried this the other day on our live you know you go something big like that and that's what they want to hit on a 20 degree day so it's like all right well throw what i know about fishing out the window Says the guide. Yeah, like says the guy. Yeah, that's a way. To, that's a way to self promote right there. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Gives your clients a lot of confidence in what they're spending their hard earned money on. Listen, I will not even sugarcoat it. I'll have clients that because you know you got to prospect. You got to see what they're kind of hitting on, and um, I am probably the worst for it. Um, the worst thing you can do is give your guide your rod. Um, we'll get out there and I'm like, here, I'll let you prospect. Let's go ahead. Let's switch some stuff out. Nothing's hitting, nothing's hitting. I'm like, well, here, let me, you know, let me, let me give it a cast real quick. Fish. I'm like, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I did it. I did a thing on Instagram for that. I was like, you know, trout fishing's easy. Just put it in front of their face. Boop. Just like that. That's what I did right there. Pretty easy. All right, your turn. <laughs> it happened with my last client, so I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Like, just I've don't been... throw it in that hole. I pulled the fish out of that hole. Throw it in the next. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, thankfully, dude, uh, and this is this is God's honest truth. Every client that I've had since I, you know, really started at the fly shop that I'm with, Maggie Valley Fly Shop, um, I haven't had a bad client. Everyone's been really grateful for the time on the water and um, learning. That was the big thing. I mean, y'all know me. It's our goal. Obviously, our goal is to put you on a fish, but. I want you to be a better fisherman this time. Tomorrow, I want you to be a better fisherman than you were the day before you met me. So if we don't if we don't catch anything, which thank God we haven't been skunked yet, but the day it does happen, which it will, everybody gets skunked, um, they'll be a better fisherman. And that's, everyone's grateful for that time in the water. And that's, that, like I said, I've had the best clients in the world, man. I took a family of six people. Well, me and another guy at the shop took a family of six out uh, recently. And I'm just going to give up on this while we're doing it. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> Wait, I got a question. Are you saying you can't tie a fly, talk in, have a whiskey at the same time? One of those has to go. One of them has it to was, go. And it it was going great out. until it wasn't. You know what the problem is, is you should have double decked that Zen is what you should have done. Oh man, well, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's that. I I just go ahead. Well, that fly is still here. That dubbing loop is still there. So when we're done, I can come back to it. But right now, it's I can't do all three. I'll that's fine, it. man. You got to give the proper things their proper time. Listen, it's because of the minor case rye whiskey from Limestone Distillery. Man, and <laughs> I was gonna set that up for you, but there you go, man. There you go. give us a barrel. We're looking. We are looking. Um, yeah, 90, 90, 90 proof. So that's yep, ninety horsepower. That's a Wednesday night. Hey man, I see a pretty kick-ass sweatshirt there. What's going on with that stuff? So it'll be on my Instagram. I'm redesigning it. I wish we could see better without showing my my testicles. But how how it was? I'm on my iPad. So let's see if this can work. So the design looked good on the site, but the problem is this is almost right in the sternum. I don't like how it looks. When you wear it, it doesn't look as bad, but I'm not a fan of the placement. So we're doing a complete redesign of the front, and we're just going to have the stonefly nymph where this would be. So that's it's just a little easier, I think. Hey, man, I'm going to throw it out there. Take that stonefly and put it center back. About yay big, man. Oh, it's done. I, I'm yeah. about to drop. Let's see. We're filming on the 24th of January. Uh, February 1st, we're going to be redoing the store, and it's going to be re-releasing everything um, on February 1st. So we're going to have six to eight designs. One of them is the big stonefly, this stonefly outdoors. And all of them are going to have the big stonefly right here. It's just... I nice. ordered one with that. That's how I like it. You know, somewhere on those shirts, there's going to have Stonefly outdoors. Plus, I think it's one of those attention things. Like, hey, man, I see that Stonefly. What, you, what, what is that? Oh, it's Stonefly outdoors. It makes people talk about it. So, I like it. It makes sense yeah. in my head. So, Sounds we're good getting on paper. there. Yeah, we're getting there. We got a, a fish whistle design right now. I, uh, I found a, a, metal a metal manufacturer that and this is the best part, is it is a two-in-one. It is going to be a um, 
a device that you can smoke tobacco out of and also use it as a survival whistle. So it's going to be the Stonefly Outdoors fish whistle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So for those that partake in natural tobacco when you go fishing, you can clip it right to your vest and no one knows. <laughs> that, is, that is excellent. Yep. Yep. So, oh, I love excellent. it. I would never promote tobacco use ever. We're gonna have to put a, a label on this episode, man. Right. <laughs> Bailey peddling his merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I know um last time we had you on, um, we were talking about I know we talked about it a little bit before uh before we started recording, but I know you kind of dropped the name on the bonzo last time we had you on so how's how's the release of that been so this is going to be seen by a lot of people that's okay we just talked about it pre-show um i'm very grateful to have the bonzo um there are fly tires that'll watch this that have their signature some signature flies um please y'all i love tying the bonzo just give me like two months breaks on it just <laughs> By the way, I, I didn't get a half dozen. I know. There. There's your half dozen right there. <laughs> There's right. your dime bag. I didn't need. <laughs> There's your picks. Um, no, I am. I'm very grateful the response we've had. I've probably tied mm, upwards of six, seven hundred of them. So, wow. yeah. Um, so incredibly grateful for the response, and I actually did get orders from. People that didn't have me on Instagram, they didn't have me on anything. They're like, hey, I listen to Fish Lift Eat. I saw your episode. Blah, 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 blah. You know, can you send me pictures of it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you go. And all right, I need four dozen from this size down to this size. And I'm like, okay, join join the line. <laughs> <laughs> the I line's got, over there, there, man. I got five orders ahead of you. And that's, I, I think a lot of fly tying, especially custom flies, you have to be that like personable thing because it's like, <sighs> Humility definitely is a big part of it, but you also have to, if you stretch yourself thin, you're just going to piss people off. And thankfully, I treat everyone the same. It's like, hey, cool, that's awesome, I got it. It's going to take, I have, you know, 20 dozen flies ahead of you. And there's, and I, I don't do that. If you pay me more, you're not jumping the line. That's just, now, well, everybody has to play. But are you are you happy to take more? <laughs> I'm just checking. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll never, I've never say no. I, I'm a, my comfort zone is about three orders ahead. So my 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 buffer is about three people waiting on flies. So the turnaround right now is about two and a half weeks. That's so, not bad, man. Yeah, I got yeah, some. Like, yeah, like these guys. Like this is which you've seen the Double Trouble in person, the original Double Trouble, Stonefly Outdoors, Double Bead, Stonefly. And this is the, uh, I don't even know if I have a, a clip handy. This is not a roach clip. This is for my dubbing spinner. <laughs> it also doubles as a roach clip, but let's see if I can get that show. So yeah, that's the new version of the Double Trouble Stonefly. Switch nice. that from Biot. Oh, my iPad's freaking out. So, 
I've been tying a lot of these. Um, got an order going out west for a steelhead. It's been it's it's just been awesome. It's just it's a journey. We're all on it. Like there, it's a good problem to have to be too busy. Oh man, Absolutely. given given the last year and all the conversations we've had, man, like it's been here, it's been here, it's been here, it's been here. So it's it's good to see that you're getting some uh, the traction that I think you deserve, man. Because yeah, thank you. Know, you're, you. Put, you're putting in the work, brother. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's if you had told me a year ago where I would be in this industry, I would have flat out the nicest way to say it is you're full of shit. I mean, that's, that's the God's honest truth. I mean, there's, you know, I've picked up some pro deals and, you know, met some of the best fly tires in the nation, you know, a couple weeks ago at the, uh, the Richmond expo and we hit it off and it's just, I never in a million years would have dreamt. And it's not about, I'm not in this for the recognition. I, I, I obviously everyone wants to have the returns on their investment. Um, my thing is getting what I want out of this industry, finally get a foothold to be able to get to it. Um, you know, giving back to the community. I, like I said, that family of six, I gave them, I said, look, I met them at the brewery. They had a camera. I was like, look, man, I'll trade y'all a free guided trip for you and two other people. Just take some pictures for five minutes. Right. What, what do I, you know I mean? I was like, yeah, it was a little late. Let's trade this for this. But he took probably 25 pictures of me over the course of four or five hours. And that's more than enough. That's more than I thought he would. But what I was able to do, me and the guide that came out with me, is that none of them had fly fished before. And now they went on this trip and they're going to be coming back this year to go fishing with us. And they're like, we want y'all on the water. And, and that's, yes, returning customers are awesome, but putting that spark in someone that's like, I love this. We need to do this. That's what, that's why I do it. Money be damned. I don't care about the money. Like we can sit here and joke around with merchandise and all that. But for me, that's what, that's, you can't pay me for that. And that's, that's why I do what I do. Is people I literally just met at a bar, took them fishing. They're like, "Yep, we're coming back. This was awesome." Nice, yeah. So, but you know, I think that's a that's a big reason behind your your growth and your success, though. Is it is organic? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's your passion and it, it's your ability to you know share that passion with the with the clients you have and all that. And you know, anybody that's listened to the the episodes we've had had with you in the past can definitely understand your, you know, how much you want to invest in the education side of things and enabling people to, you know, love the sport, you know, at whatever capacity they want to, but, but like you said, be able to leave from you and be better than they were were prior. I know, you know, we we talked, we talked last time you were, you're about to kick off like a, a beginner fly, fly time thing. Um, I know we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute, maybe see how that's mm-hmm. going, but I, I know you do your lives on, uh, on your Instagram account every week and, you know, that's open for everybody to jump in. I know, I know nothing about fly time. I've, I've clicked into a few of them. There's always some, some good times, some good stories being told there, but yep. you know, those, those are things that you, you can't always put a monetary value to no, you know, because you, you don't, you don't know how, you don't know how far that, that ripple is going to go. And what that's going to lead to down the road, um, but I know I I appreciate what you're doing. Um, proud of you for what you're doing. Thank I'm just you. glad that we I'm glad that we get to uh, get on here and 
joke around with you and BS every so often and, and be a part of it just because it's, you know, it's encouraging to me. And I know it's encouraging to a lot of other folks that are, you know, maybe they're in the same position or maybe it's something that, you know, they've got on the, you know, on their vision board that they want to, you know, get into something like that and right. showing them the right, showing them the right way to do it is, um, is something I really, I really appreciate you for. No, I thank you. What I love is that we haven't been, all of us haven't been face to face in almost six months, five months. And it's been a minute. Yeah, but what happened as soon as we, as soon as we got on, sorry, my flashlight's about to fall through the crack into the void. Um, as soon as we get on, it's like the last time we saw each other was yesterday. You know, yeah. and that's and that's what I love about more like especially fish lift eat community, but the fly fishing, the hunting community, you know, know, there are some sour apples everywhere that comes with everything. But in the most part, like I'll be guiding, I'll have a client that, you know, there are tough days on the water, but you'll be sharing that water. You look 60 feet down and you have a guide that, you know, their clients catching two or three to one to yours, you know, skill level be damned. Part of that is fly selection, you know, now granted that guy that's paying a guy that's been fishing for 30 years is going to catch more fish than that. It's just their first time ever fishing. But yeah, for sure. A lot of that does come into fly selection too. And what I love, especially about Western North Carolina, I've been on the water and there's not any real like competitors here. There are, but they're not. Um, the shops might be like, oh, we're better than you are. But when it comes down to it, the guides and we're on the water, we're just guiding. And I've come up to guides before and be like, hey, I'm kind of struggling a little bit. Like, the hell are y'all throwing? <laughs> and they'll, they'll go, hey, man, let me see the line real quick. I'm like, oh, it's this little thing that, you know, I'm like, like, you got anything like, like, yeah, pull out the fly box. Yeah, here we go. I got something really close to that. Cool. Switch over to that. I'm running it at four feet. Oh, shit. Well, I'm running at five feet. Yeah. Pull it up a little bit and then switch it out. And then as soon as we switch over, we catch fish. And that's, that's what I love about it is, you know, I learned something from that guy. And the, the day that people think they've learned everything, get off the water. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. That, that's, those are the people that I believe they won't ruin the industry. They won't ruin the fun for people, but those are the people that will get on the water and they'll turn up your nose for using a cheap rod or for not running this and doing this. It's like, man, we're out here to fish. Yeah. There's. Yep. No, well, I think, I think you can attribute a lot of that. You, you, you're talking about success and kind of where we're all sitting right now. Fish lift eat with you and everything is, is it's authenticity also, dude, like 100%. 100%. Because, because like you can get on here and talk and, and, and banter and be the way you want to and be the way you want to in your, in your Instagram reels and posts and all this and that and the other. But like, just like what you're saying, once you've spent three or four hours on the water with a dude, like you're going to find out who that guy is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like really, really quickly. And yeah, uh, so that, you know, that I have. yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's going to translate and, and then those people are going to tell those people and so on and so forth. Right. And, and so, you know, kudos to you for that too, for that matter, you know? Yeah. But that education, man, that education and passion came through, you know, a while back when we first met you. Yeah. And maybe we should call Chad out. Right. Because I don't know if you've talked to him recently, but he finally, you know, nutted up man. And him and his son are tying on tying up flies, man. And, that's that's really cool to see come full circle at this point after we chatted quite a mm-hmm. bit about you know getting that thing started and now he's doing it and Chad was the one that was going to jump into it but it really is son you know that's 
taken to it and he's been tying flies like crazy. So, you know, Good. you better, you better keep pace, man, because I'm going to be buying from down the street, you know, local. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Listen. shop local. Listen. By the way, I didn't mean buying just, just for reference. I'm just going to take him out. I, he's too young. I can't pay him, but he, <laughs> but he's, he's found a passion, man, that he would have not ever even thought of had we not met you and started this whole little thing. Right. You know, you passed down some good info, Chad, you know, you got him hooked and he got his son on it. And dude, it's awesome to see all that kind of come full circle. Yeah. It was good. Chad, they sent me a text a couple of weeks ago. It was like, Hey man, I'm getting into it. What's your little tips and tricks? I said, look, I'm not going to tell you anything over text. I, I want to, but until we're face to face doing a FaceTime or a live or whatever it might be, you know, it's, it's going to make no sense. And that's, and, but it's so awesome seeing guys that really y'all have been here since the start of Stonefly. Like, you know, Justin, Chad, uh, y'all have been here since the start of Stonefly. And that's what's so crazy to me is that these are the, these are my guys that have been there. Like these are, these are the day one followers that have been with me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things. Like these are my rider dies. But there's what I love is that no none of us have changed. None of us. Like we're still we're just dudes. We're just nah, dude, I haven't gotten any better at fishing. I'm the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that all y'all need to come out to North Carolina. I agree, man. I, I'm seeing. I fully those support fish. that. Yeah, I fully support well, of course that you. Too. Like hell yeah, it's, it's, it's close enough to me. Yeah, y'all come on. <laughs> but Papa, actually, so I'm going down to that this expo me and papa we need to try to do some some fishing so where, where are you guys to gonna meet up what what expo are you talking about so there's two expos there's uh third week of february is trout fest 2024 um i'm not going down there as a vendor i'm just going down there as just to check it out and then the what's the one of mesquite called the fly fish and yeah, brew fly fest. fish and brew fest yeah Oh, yeah, man. Fly Fish and Brew Fest is in Mesquite, Texas, yeah. the weekend of the 24th, I think. That uh, 20, yeah, 25th and 26th or something like that. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Will, I'll be down there. Um, so I will have a booth set up. Um, I'll be sharing. Let me get it right. So Maggie Valley Fly Shop, the shop that I work for, we're also a hardy shop. So we'll have how we always set it up is I have a hardy tent. Yep. There you go. There we'll it is. Hardy tent. We'll have a hardy tent set up. Then we'll have the Maggie Valley tent set up. Then we'll have Cortland Fly Line set up. I'm the nice. one that's selling Cortland Fly Line. It's all it's all through Maggie Valley, but I'm I'm the one at the Cortland booth, and I have my Stonefly set up right there too. So they let me graciously. Yeah. They didn't they didn't charge me any booth space. You know, they said, "Look, you're doing a lot of stuff for us. Let's do this for you." And they let me share their booth space. So nice. I, I could not awesome. be happy with the bosses that I have and the family that we have at that fly shop. So Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that, that little festival's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not it's not real big, but they you know there's some some local breweries, uh, a couple mm -hmm. of local distilleries. You yeah. know Man, I mean? there's that one distillery out of Richardson that's so good. I hope they're there. I can't remember the name yeah, of it. Yeah I don't it has a really good distillery. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why can't why can't you Before remember the name of it? Because I was always drunk when I had it. Like, damn, I've only poured two of these, but this is going to be <laughs> That's better than any review you can read. <laughs> you know, our our uh, 
our 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 lovely bearded brother Kobe. He's going to be out there. He'll have his big truck farms and stuff that that'll be there. Yeah. So I look look forward yeah. to hanging out with that guy. Now you're going hey, Justin, to the one. You get you got any any of Kobe's brews that uh, you recommend? Yeah, let me think if I can remember the names of them. Um, <laughs> same problem. <laughs> yeah, man, we saw him at the fly fishing show, and we, you know, we stopped by to pal around and got some uh, great videos with him and talked some uh, fly rods. But then, you know, our buddies over at Lidrig were like, "Hey, man, you got to get over there to see Rise." You know, they got they got free booze, and I was like, "Dude, we're headed we're headed there anyways." You know, we got over there, but uh, yeah, man, some of those BTBs. That's some good stuff. Motor oil. There it is. Chad remembers. He was, he was my, <laughs> my guy on the side paying attention. Um, yeah, that motor oil was, that was no joke, man. That was, that was a good beer. Speaking of lid rig, shameless shout out. There you go. Big there shout it out. is. Listen, so I wanted to order, I did order the lid rig and you know, the relationship that we all have with him, such a great guy. Like, Scott's awesome, man. Yeah. Scott good is one of the, like the coolest human beings I know. And I was like, well, hey man, I'm trying to work out something. I'm a little I'm a little low. And um he said, brother, just tell me what you need. We'll do it as a business write-off or stonefly, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, like a promotional kind of thing. And he sent me the lid rig, he sent me a, a wind cheater that I got for a friend of mine. Nice. Um, this mag pad. Have y'all seen the mag pad? Oh yeah. Dude, this thing is awesome. Like, if I had a drift boat, this is so I'm actually gonna be ended up giving this to my friend. Um, they have a kayak that they're gonna put this on and just slap it right there. And then, dude, this is the best part. Let's be honest about this. We we love we love products, but we're all stickers. Oh yeah. Stickers, stickers, stickers. And then this is the one that I was excited for. So this is actually what started the conversation. Um, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong or any of y'all. Isn't this like the mag slap or something like that? Yeah. 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 So inspired by the 90s. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. But what's so cool is I can, you know, as a guide, I'm ordering one for me. This is for my friend. But you can keep your flies right here. But if you have a kayak or if you have a boat, you can slap this. Like anywhere. If you have an oar, it'll sit right there on it. And I just, <laughs> I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. If you have a, here's what I like. I'll use this cork as an example. So here's our truck. You know, put this on there, magnet, and then your rod will sit right there. It's not gonna fall. Yeah, that's badass, man. Yep. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of fun talking to him about you know all the gear they had, and he had uh, his buddy from Moccasin Fly Club in there as well, and they they treated us right, man. I'll say that much. We got some great videos with them. We uh we hung out. We got some new new gear. We got some new shirts. I got a I got a killer new hat from him. I can't wait to wear that. I wish I would have had it about two weeks ago when we were uh, hitting negative thirty out here. But uh, good yeah. dudes. Yeah, you can't. I can't say enough about Scott and you know the the guys that he's. We'll tag him in this too. It's a shameless oh. plug. Yeah. 100%. Dude, we're, we're set up with him. When his lake gets uh, thawed out, we're going to go fishing with him, and we'll do a, a live live episode out on the water with him. So. Now, where's, he's in Colorado, yeah? Yeah, man. He's about 40 minutes south of us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, I got it. So I've, I've been talking to my boss, and I think – so it kind of – it starts to slow down mid-October-ish. Um, 
and I've taken some time off for like weddings and stuff like that. I was going to take two weeks off and go back out to Wyoming to chase that fish that eluded me last year. But I think what I'm going to do is take two weeks off and do Colorado this time. Yeah, you should. So, yeah, we need to. So Casey, well, you got to take two weeks off and take the road trip with me. You got time to do that, right, Casey? You got Absolutely. it. How about you, Papa? You got it. Let's go. Why not? They don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just save up the vacation days. That's all you got to do. I love it, man. It sounds awesome. Yeah, Hopefully you could just, at that time of year, you can pick me up in Tennessee on the way out because October is uh, it's the MLF regionals up on Pickwick Lake. So hopefully I'm qualified for that and I'm up there up there for, for October. Well, what we'll do is we'll time it out. So once you win it, we'll take there it two is. weeks off. There you go. To go, to go fish in Colorado. It's two-week like celebration. It. Timing, timing would be good, I, man. Absolutely. We catch that weather right with the brown run up here. Y'all could have a, a pretty good time. I'm down. I'll call a couple of buddies that um I don't know, Chad. Can you pull up the world record lake trout? I gotta show you all this. I don't I'm sure we've all seen it, but I want it to be posted on this episode. <laughs> I want it here. I want it there. There. So yeah, this is what we're coming to beat. Yeah, Chad, if you look up the world record lake trout or U.S. lake trout, anyways, it's caught by Scott Inlow, a uh, good buddy of mine. There you go, seventy-two that's, pounds. By, that's nope. not a real fish. No, nope. click, 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 on, that, click picture. on that picture on the left, Chad. Yep. So that is my good buddy Scott Inlow, and that is in Colorado. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe it, man. We've seen oh. some. Uh, some monsters in some of the shops up here with those bellies like that. It's you know what's going Oh, my gosh. And we could do a whole episode about, was it IFTA? Isn't that the records, the sanctioning body for records? I can, whatever the, whatever the sanctioning body is for fishing records. We see that. We know that that is a new world record. Did they count it? No, because he released it. Because what? Because he really what? So he did the length, he did the girth, he did the weight. And here's the thing: this is what pisses me off about it. And there's a lot of people that are going to watch this that know Scott, that have seen this fish. Is Scott is a state of Colorado certified inspector for these fish? Like, okay, if you go, you catch a, a you know a, a permit or like a slot trout, something that's close that should be you know up close towards the state record. Scott is one of those people that call in to measure, to do the official ways and measures of these fish. And since he threw it back, they did not count it. Yep. So wow. we know the that makes absolutely no sense. No, it doesn't. Like, heaven forbid we have ethical fishing. No shit. Like, we can Why would you want to kill that point. fish? Right. That fish is like 30 years old. That's what I'm saying. Who wants to eat that anyway? You remember last week is what I told you. He's following the Mitch Hedberg line that he didn't want to keep it. He just wanted to make it late for something. Right. Yeah. And that's what that's. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Not give it. There you go. Golly. Yep. Yep. Him and his son. 
So fun fact, Scott actually started a fly shop about 20 minutes away from me, River's Edge Outfitters. And um, he's been in Colorado now for years and years. But we could get him on here, and he could make an entire episode about that trout. Oh, I want! I really want that to happen. Now. I need. I need. I need. I can to. send. I can send one message, and we can make it happen. Bailey, you're on it. I'll yeah, do it. Please, so, please that, bring him on. You, you'll know once we get Scott on. Once y'all talk to Scott, he is one of the most humble, amazing human beings you've ever met. And it's so funny because he's been in Colorado for so long. When you talk to him, he still has his North Carolina. I'm just like, he goes, <laughs> he goes. Well, I was out there, and I man, I caught some biggins today. I caught some biggins. Just don't. He, he actually sent me some pictures the other day. He goes, Hey, man, look at what we caught. Just don't make sure you don't share them. I said, Scott, I'm not going to share them. That's your fish. Like I know how it is out there. You want to black out where you're at and everything. I was like, I know how Colorado is. He goes. Man, it was a, it was a toady day, man. It's toads, it's all toads all day. I'm like, this is why. I'm <laughs> Speaking my language. Yep, yep. So I had a buddy come out here for a couple weeks, and um, from out in Washington, he got finally got to see the actual North Carolina, and we went to the brewery, and you know, well, Casey, you know, Western North Carolina, like I would call it mountain, a mix of mountain man and modern hippie. Like, we don't care if you're left. We don't care if you're right. We don't care what you are. Just let's just all just have a good time. There's like, a lot of truth. And that is the perfect way to describe that. Yeah. yeah Western North Carolina. That, that's, that's, that's it to a T. Like, it's like, it, it, it's doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where you go in, in yeah. our area. I can pick out somebody from that region just from a mile away. And they're oh, all yeah. good people. And they're good people. But, I mean, they are very... Very distinct. And it's funny, like, you might catch me wearing some khakis with some duck boots, a nice collared shirt, and, like, a three-quarter zip pullover with a stonefly hat one day. And the next day, I might be wearing freaking overalls with some Carhartt boots and, you know, and they're like, yeah, he's, yeah, that's, that's North Carolina guy. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> it's like, at least the Georgia guys are consistent. <laughs> like, <laughs> there might be a day where I have a big old Copenhagen in my mouth, and I'll be at the brewery the next day having a the most craft IPA you've ever had in your life. Yeah. That's just like it's your man. day, man. You do what you want. <laughs> right. Ah. That's 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 what I love about here. But we don't. I cannot. I cannot tell you how much we don't give a shit who you are. We. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. They should put that on the license plate. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> not a single one. The only thing we care about in North Carolina is barbecue. That's fair. In the grand scheme of things, barbecue and telling Ohio that we were first in flight. They were the birthplace of flight, but we were first in flight. Kitty Hawk so, ain't going nowhere. Kitty Hawk ain't going nowhere. I feel like you probably care a little bit about how people say Appalachia too. Boy, you want me to rip someone's throat out? We'll talk about. We'll talk about. There's Appalachia. a whole that. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast right there. That's a two-hour podcast by itself. And oh, like, that's, just like, for, that's just for part one. That's just part like, one. Uh, yeah. Clay Newcomb, Clay Newcomb's podcast, Bear Grease podcast. He's got some stuff in there, and he talks about. He does a whole. I don't remember if it's the whole podcast or is a segment in there talking about how to properly say Appalachia and how people that you know, just like in, was it like in Glorious Bastards, like the way the guy said did three or said three, and then there's there's 
uh, something in the, I can't remember what it is, something in the Bible, the way people said something, you know, yep. a certain town and just all these different things. Like, it's a good way to catch up whipping, son. Appalachian <laughs> is more divided than any religious thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> you know, we have, we have all the religious, like, well, I hate you. Well, I hate you. At the end of the day, the Appalachian, Appalachian, I've heard like four different ways. That is the most like we'll throw hands. You will start civil war. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We will. Like, oh, we oh. will fight you over that. Everyone's talking about politics and politics. No, 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 no. That That's how you divide the country, country, right there. Because we got a lot of people moving in from out west. Listen, we got a lot of people here complaining about moving from California, from here, from there. I don't care where you come from. But don't Just bring it with you. Don't bring it with you. You left for a reason. Don't bring it here. Like, we have toll roads in North Carolina now. Like, oh, this would be a good idea. We had them up north. No, no. Like, no, <laughs> it's not a good idea. The reason we didn't have these. But I went, actually, New Year's, I went out with my buddy and his wife. And we met, like, we met, I mean, y'all know me. I'll talk to anybody. So there was this, uh, this group of friends. They were from there in Brevard. We were at a brewery and celebrating New Year's and, I was already drinking, so I was more friendly than I already am. And we were all hanging out, and one of the one of the chicks that was with the, the group goes, I love the, the Appalachian. And mm. I'm not joking with y'all. And there were and there were transplants that knew how to say it right. But we That's all like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, we all had a drink. I was smoking a cigar with my buddy. It was a you know guy that was in the military as well. So we're all sitting, we're all sharing cigars. I think she said it and there was like nine of us in this group. We all went <laughs> and stopped. Like we were all having a great time. And she said it and she goes, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're like, and one of our buddies goes, yeah. How the hell do you say it? She goes, Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian. He goes, You're cut off. You ain't drinking no more. If you can't say it right, you ain't drinking no more. I was just like, I got your next one, buddy. I got your next one. <laughs> Appalachian. See? Well, so, listen. Listen. As a purist, as a purist, that's wrong. We don't We do not do Appalachian. We do Appalachian. So, A-P-P-A, Latchian. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Apple, Appalachian. Like I've, I've, I've told plenty of people throughout the course of time that I identify as an Appalachian American. <laughs> I got the hat sitting right over there. Yep, man, that's, I spent, that's me. You I spent a long time. Go ahead, Bailey. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Bob. Uh, so I got a, I got an education when I was in high school from a, a an older gentleman. Uh. He, I worked in a truck stop, and, and this this older fella come in, and I, I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't remember if I had to, had to check his license. I, I don't remember. But I said, Louisiana. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, no, and, no, and, you know, no, and, and no. I didn't know, but he he, you know, he gave me the – Louisiana. Said, it's Louisiana. It's Louisiana all day. Louisiana. Louisiana. And, but I didn't know that. I'm a 16-year-old high school kid from Oklahoma. I can say, look, man – Right here in Oklahoma, you got Bochita, which is the town that I live in. You got Durant. It's not Durant like Kevin Durant. It's Durant. 
you got Boswell, you got actually, you got you, but you got all this shit. Like, I, if anybody gets it, I get it. I just need to know how to say it properly, and and it's and, and it's all good. Like, and I, you didn't get it. Then. I mean, here's I, the thing: you may, you may give you like a blanket statement on how to like save yourself a lot of headache when dealing with the Appalachian region. If the way you're saying it creates unnecessary syllables, you're saying it wrong. That's yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, if so, you're saying and Louisiana, I can't even say it right, but it's Louisiana. Yeah. It's Louisiana. Yeah. I didn't like it. I was a kid. You know, it's Louisiana. And I'll say it Louisiana all day long, just like with uh, uh, another guy. And I've heard you guys say it differently. I had, I had another guy educate me one time with it's not North Carolina. This guy said it's North Carolina. Nope. He's still wrong. He There's no TH. Huh? Well, I don't, I'm just I'm it's I'm just North enunciating Carolina. North. North, North it's basically N O N O R Carolina. North but I'm Carolina. talking about the I'm talking about the Carolina part. It wasn't. I said Carolina, and it's oh, yeah. Carolina. Carolina. C A R E dash L I N A. Basically, it and and that holds that holds true for South Carolina too. Like basically, take the T H off everything. It's South Carolina, North Carolina. Two seconds. Was it like a? Uh, was it to have the uh, Fedful? And it's you like the people fed, too. We, I've, I've, started, I've started noticing people that come into Georgia that like they almost want to say like George Y-A, like Georgia. Georgia. And I'm, that that makes me want to like kick a fat kid in Kmart because that's just horrible <laughs> because it's, it's it's Georgia. Big yeah. shout out to you, I stole, I stole that from Theo Vaughn. I cannot take credit for that. I said that to my wife while we were having dinner tonight, so it was like fresh in my mind because I saw a TikTok that said that, and it, it cracked me up. But, yeah, it's like, oh, it just I makes think, you so mad. You kick a fat kid, Kmart. So how I explained the – listen, again, I want everyone to move here. Well, I don't want everyone to move here, but I want – come here and do your thing. How I explain to people how to say – the mountain, because we have a lot of Native American stuff here too. Mm-hmm. Like we have the Akuna Lefty, we have there's the Nantahala, we have a bunch of Native American stuff here too. Um, but when it comes to Appalachian, that word specifically, I'm like, say it with an Irish accent or a Scottish accent. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, say it with that, like Appalachian, and they're like, oh. Oh, well, yeah. see, what you got to remember is most of the people, like, I know me personally, if you trace my heritage back at Scottish, like a lot of the people in our area that, you know, yeah. if you have, if you have deep roots to, to Appalachia, like I do, like you're, you're probably got some, some Scottish or some Irish there. That's, you guys, I mean, that's another, naturally, that's probably where a lot of it came from. That's where the Southern accent, there's actually a really cool YouTube video that explains. Rob M. Huh? Rob M. Rob, Rob yep. him. Yeah. Yep. Shit. And it's, it's, it was so like redneck, man, this turned into an educational video, but so redneck, I don't know if I call we, will, we will find, we will find some way to tie this back into fish and just watch. Oh yeah. I will, I, I will, I will create a well, same way. Fish and somehow. Fucking G. I mean, it's real simple. No fishing. It's fishing. Fly it's fishing. Fishing. Fly fishing. Fly fishing. So, like, redneck, a lot of people think that it was Southerners out in the fields, you know, doing their thing. But we can all look back at history 
it's we, we weren't out there doing our thing in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most PC way that I can say it. Sure, sure. We weren't out in the fields. What it came from was Presbyterians in the South. Presbyterian was the number one denomination from 1700s to early 1800s. Mm-hmm. So what the Presbyterians did, and everybody had their own identifier. So if you went to Newtown, you could see someone walking like, oh, that's, that's they're, they're, they're Protestant or whatever it is. They have an identifier. So Presbyterians, that was essentially all there was in the South other than Catholic. Presbyterians wore a red sash around their neck. So when they went up north, D.C., New York City, anywhere like that, if someone saw them, because it was not, Presbyterian was not up north. Once you get past the Mason-Dixon, which is actually southern Pennsylvania, northern Maryland, everyone thinks it's Virginia. It's not. It's, you know, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Once you got past that Mason-Dixon, it was, that person's wearing a red sash. They're from the south. So they call them rednecks because everybody was Presbyterian in the South. Technically, that's where rednecks came from. You can have people argue to be blue in the face until, you know, well, they were out farming. Listen, we're Southern. We weren't doing farming. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be that guy to point it out. But, but he's not wrong. He's not, not wrong. We weren't doing the farming. And that's Absolutely. that was the big it was the Presbyterian. I grew up Presbyterian when I was in church. So it was that, that old, that, and I think now at 35, I could go and still be the youngest by like 50 years. Presbyterian's <laughs> a dying denomination. I hate to say it, but it's just that old, you know, old America. Yeah. Stack of Christianity, but it is, but the South, hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> The moral of the story is we might, you know, that's where it came from. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the so like your reference to the Rob M stuff, like talking about uh, southern, you know, southern accents. You know, they they always equated southern accents to to ignorance and stupidity, and wow. then like she she kind of rolls it back to the southern accent is actually closer to you know the homeland, the motherland, whatever. Man, like the way that she does it, like she's speaking, yeah, and marries the two together. It's it's bonkers, man. It's really, really cool. What's really cool is there, there are places that I fish. Oh, here's your connection to fly fishing. Boing. Dang it, I was about to do it. Bring it back. <laughs> Casey, go ahead. Go ahead, Casey. No, but no, I'm not about to steal your thunder, buddy. Southern, you, are, that you are on a roll. I'm going to demonstrate some Southern hospitality right out of Appalachia, buddy. That You got the floor. Poor Greeny, you got stuck in here, didn't flies. you? I'll piggyback off of you. Don't worry. There's two things of thunder. Yep. I'll, pig- I'll piggyback off you any day. <laughs> Take the lead, buddy. All right, we'll do that. So there's some there's some hollers that I fish in. They've been there since the 1700s. So in western North Carolina, Virginia, the Appalachians, that was our westward expansion. We think of westward expansion from what we learned in school was – the fur traders out west, the, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, Oklahoma, that was our westward expansion. Colonial times, the Appalachians was it. That was it. Yeah. Until we had the French come into Louisiana and start pushing out west. You said Louisiana. <laughs> well, whatever. There. I said it the I-20 way, not the I-5 way. 
<laughs> Kings Highway, son. <laughs> I said it the up north Louisiana way, not down south. Yeah, you said it like they say it in Bossier City. Yeah, so down south, hey, Lou, we Louisiana. <laughs> that's what I say. He, he didn't. He didn't say it the Nolans way. No, no, that's that, that Paul Fouchon. We didn't say it that way. No, um, it's good, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that was our Westwood expansion. But there are hollers that I fish in that it's me and maybe one other people that I'm not even taking clients. This is just me fishing. We have to pay a tax. Our taxes come drink moonshine with the locals, get a little tipsy, then you can go fish, and then. You know, you go half a mile, mile up in the holler. You got to drink some more moonshine with the guy up the dam because it's all one family. And they've yep. been there for, you know, 300 years. That's where they've been. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is that I would love to get a linguist into some of these hollers that I'm very good at knowing and understanding the Southern accent, the Southern, southern psyche, everything about the South. We're good. I can pick up fast Southern flow, Southern doesn't matter. I go to these hollers, I'm like. (laughs) 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 Because it's such a heavy, it's such a unique dialect. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love about the South is that it goes the same. Well, for the North. Well, you have Pennsylvania, like Eastern Pennsylvania, Central, Western, like, but North Carolina, we still have people that they'll throw Gaelic into their normal day-to-day language. And these are like these hollers that are in the middle of nowhere. Like, they don't, no one goes up there. And I'm just like, shit, there's a trout thing. You damn right I'm going up there. I mean, I've had, I've had pulled on me. I've had shotguns pointed at my chest. And they're like, why are you here? I said, look, I'm just fishing. I'm trying to fish every trout stream in North Carolina that has fish. I will, if you want me to bring you back a stringer, I'll bring you back a stringer. I don't care. But I want to be able to say I tried to fish every trout stream in North Carolina. And they're like, are you going to tell anybody about it? Oh, no, to this day. I could tell it right now. We could have a thousand people there tomorrow if I said that. But it'll never come out. Because these are these are these are those mountain people. They're they're really nice people. They just don't want to be messed with. And that's what and I love about it. Let me oh, yeah. let me throw the disclaimer out here. They are extremely protective. You could Go past protective and say hostile. You could, you, you know, there's home security systems and then there's, I don't even know what category, I don't, I don't even know what category you want to put some of this in. But when I say they will defend their home at any means necessary. Yep. How I've had, had, yeah. right? had to look They're at the barrel of four side by side 12 gauges and just say look you you want me to turn around i have no there's no disrespect i'm not here to disrespect you i'll turn around and go back my my truck right now i said you'll never see me again and the but what i love is that there still is that air of hospitality what are you here for yeah trying to poop and i'm like look i'm just fishing i'll bring a stringer back i'll pay my moonshine tax whoever i need to pay it to you Whatever I got to do, I would love to fish this creek. And th- they'll talk to you as long as they know you're not a dick. Or you found you found farmer friends people. Well, so there's one guy that I get moonshine from, and I met him because he pulled his shotgun on me. 
I call him Vietnam Fred. I don't even know if Fred was his, I don't even know if that's his name. And I can tell you this story. You can ask people that know me here, and y'all can be like, Bailey told me a story about Vietnam Fred. I've told the same story a hundred times. I was fishing on this creek. He walks out and goes, Hey boy. What's up? <laughs> he goes, What's here? I said, honestly, sir, I'm just fishing. I'm just fishing. Like, if you want me to turn around, turn. He goes, no, 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 no. And I actually, this is when I had my first calf, because I was first calf in the army. I had my first calf. He goes, you a calf? I said, yes, sir. He goes, yeah, I can pay your tax. And I'm expecting to hear like a zipper, like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or some banjos, which I love banjos, so it's counterintuitive, because <laughs> if you like, if you're not from here and you hear banjos playing in the background, you're going to run. But if I hear banjos in the holler, I'm going to go for it. Hey, like, party. Hey, play Foggy Mountain Breakdown, boys. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so Fred, Fred was kind of like the security guy for the holler on the creek. And he hadn't had anyone fish in this creek in four years is what he said. He said, I like people. I just, I don't like to be around them. And I'm a Vietnam vet. I have PTSD. And everyone was like, Let's drink. He goes, well, you just got to pay your tax. You can go fishing. I said, no, sir, we're going to drink. I said, you are Vietnam vets and World War II vets. Those are the greatest generations. Y'all got Vietnam, got through into the war they shouldn't have been in. World War II saved the world. And, well, I appreciate it, y'all. When I tell y'all, it's the drunkest I've ever been without passing out. Vietnam Fred that first day. That first day I met Vietnam Fred, and it was only half a mason jar. It was it was only half, but it, it was, was gasoline. It was boy, it was it was jet fuel, is what it was. <laughs> but I could take any one of y'all fishing, and we can go up that creek. Fred will come out and say, "Hey, you got to pay your tax." We'll go up there, we'll have a couple shots of moonshine. We'll listen to him tell a Vietnam story, and we'll go about our way. And he'll he'll yeah. call up. Hey, I got two guys coming up the creek. And he said, "Pay your tax when you get there." And that's that's what I love about that's again one of those things I love about the South is it's we don't mess with you until we mess with you. Once we mess with you, y'all are family, and that's that's what I love about it. Dude. Yeah, Papa, you got a southern accent, but they'll be like, "This motherfucker ain't from here." Uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm gonna piss all my Oki buddies off, but I I, I tend to do that anyway because I I try to keep people in check as it be anyhow that we're 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 more Midwest than we are Southern. I'm you know what I mean. Well, like y'all are Northern Texans. Yeah, come on now, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's the rise I was looking for. <laughs> Which side of that Red River you on, boy? I was about to say, once you pass that Red River, how does it go? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, go yeah. ahead, Casey. Bring it back to fly fishing. Do what? Bring it back to fly fishing. Mine was mine was being on bread. Well, I can bring it back to to fishing. I don't necessarily know if I can bring it back to fly fishing because bring it back. To I, fishing. I, I, I would need a little help with that. But I think you know through all of these all these stories and these experiences we have, I think you know it shows how fishing can can really bring community to people, no matter what region you're in. You know, whenever you're in you're in a creek out in the holler, and yes, it's it, it's holler. If uh, 
you, know, you, you come across somebody like a Vietnam Fred and or wh- wherever you may be and whoever that person may be, obviously, you know, Fred's not sitting up there in behind a vice like you are right now, tying his flies, taking clients, stuff like that. But that common ground that y'all were able to to meet on was on the river while you were fishing and whether it may, you know, you know, I've, I've had experiences on the lake, um, you know, cause there, there's some of the, some of these mountain lakes we have up here that I'll stumble on that are just, you know, loaded with, with huge bass. And, you know, you get some landowners that, you know, people that, you know, have lots there on the lake and stuff like that. And it's a lot of the same thing, you know, you, you see all these horror stories and stuff on the internet about, you know, conflicts that people have with, with landowners or whatever it may be. But I've personally never, I've never had one of those. And I'm, I mean, I've, I've had altercations on the water. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not saying I hadn't, I clearly have, but in the situation to where we were both once it was seen, you know, after some conversation of, of why I was there, what I was trying to do, and how I was approaching it and that, you know, approached it with respect and showed them respect and whatnot. You know, it, it's people that now when I go back to these places, I make a point to go see them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's people that have come out of their house pissed off at me before. And, then you know, we had a conversation and now, you know, fast forward to today. I don't even have to see them. I've gone and tied my boat up to their dock got mm-hmm. off and walked up and knocked on the door just just be like hey you know I'm in the area and we'll sit around we'll have a beer whatever you know i've uh you know we, they've jumped on the boat with me before we smoked a cigar and and went and i've taken them taking them fishing i've so, gone to i'm fred's house and i wasn't even fishing i drove there yeah and knocked on his door i said fred hey fella i said the river's blown out let's have a drink and it's same thing. Like I said, this guy had a side by side shotgun pointed at my face the first mm-hmm. time I met him. And now but it's one like, of my close friends. Yep. But it's like, you know, it, it go it sh- we talk a lot about community here. You know, we talk we talk a lot about our tribe here, you know, fish lift eat, hunt lift eat, and and the people that we're able to to have in our corner through organizations like this. But it goes so much bigger than that in the fishing community. Mm-hmm. It's no matter no matter where you're at in fishing, whether it's, you know, at a recreational level, at a competitive level, at, at what, whatever it may be, these are experiences and connections and, and people that you get to meet and, and do life with because of that common trend of fishing. And it's, it, it gets, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, we always, I, I love always talking about community because I love the people that I'm able to connect with all across the country just because of fishing. You know, if it wasn't for fish lift eat, I would never know Bailey. None of this. I would no, never I, know any of these guys. This wouldn't happen. Dad. I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know Papa. Like everyone yeah. on, the, on the app, I wouldn't know any of y'all if it wasn't for the fishing. Yeah, That's and I think it, it just it it goes to show just how big and how important this community is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I'm I'm talking about the fishing community, and yep. you know, getting to be you know, have my spot in that is really cool just because I can reflect on the, the connections and stuff and the experiences that I've been able to have over the last 30 years. But what that really excites me about is what's that going to be 30 years from now? You know, how how, how many more, how many Vietnam Freds am I going to get to meet? 
how many Bailey stones am I going to get to meet right. and do and do life with and share these experiences with? And I mean, we can talk about the education and that that's cool, but it's also just a good ass time. And like if yeah, the, the, the day, the day that the day that fishing at any capacity stops being fun mm -hmm. will be the day that all of these rods that I'm looking at disappear the day that my bass boat disappears and that, I mean, none of this will exist. Like I will have no reason to have any of this the day yep. that I quit having fun with it. And, and that don't matter if I'm, you know, standing on a, on a Creek bank or if I'm out fishing, you know, one of the most pristine lakes in the country. Right. Like at the end of the day, as long as I'm throwing a line in the water, I'm having fun. Yeah. And, and that's that, that's just that is, for anyone that watches this episode, the big for me the big takeaway is we let's let's all go out and fish, but let's let's bring some. I think one of my irks, one of my, and I might piss some people off with this, the fishing bros, the fly fishing bros, you know the guys that are running fifty pound braid, on your bass fishing side, and their hook set goes from here to, I'm just like. It's 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 become a culture thing that it's like let's not forget the beginning. Let's let's not forget. I I don't. I guess it might you can call it a traditionalist. I don't I don't care. The bro side of fishing to me has that air of I don't want to say disrespect. It's the easiest word to say is that we have guys that will come out and fish, and Vietnam Fred can come out with a shotgun, but you you can't fish here. No, no, no. The state rules. Look, shut up. Go have a drink with them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the dock that you fish, that person's like, hey, man, why are you here? Like, this is a private dock. Well, yes, of course. Obviously, you can say, well, technically, this it's floating is on public water, yada, yada. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Why? What's, what's the point? To the dock and be like, hey, look, I'm not keeping nothing. I'm just fishing. I'm just out here having a good time. Like, if you don't want me to fish around here, I understand that. Um, but, and if, if, you know, they're being curmudgeons about it, that's fine. Let them be, let them, let them be shitty about it. But we need to bring more as a culture that I don't want to say the respect is gone because it's not, it's the, the respect for, um, the respect of the fishing community is still there. The respect of, I, I guess people, I don't want to say privacy, but the respect of where you're going. It doesn't, it doesn't, it takes nothing. Okay. You got a Karen that's standing on a dock. I understand you want to fish on that dock. There might be an eight pound fish sitting there. Are you in a tournament? Oh no, I'm just fishing. Cool. Troll up 15 feet to the next dock. Like it, it, it takes nothing to be like, okay, that's fine. But it takes nothing to explain to her. I'm like, Hey, I'm just fishing. It's and well, obviously pick battles, but as far as the I think fishing. I think social media has kind of contributed to that too though yes. because how many people I mean you've seen how viral this stuff goes these altercations people have 100%. I mean like it's almost like I don't want to say people are seeking those situations no. of, no, of like creating the situation but it's they're definitely not avoiding them it's almost no. like hey you know the first thing they do is rip their phone out of their pocket as soon as the shit starts right. that's what I'm saying those situations get views Nothing that I have told y'all tonight, I could ever back up with substantiating evidence 
Because the last thing I want to do is pull up a phone and put it in some guy's face in the holler. Like, yeah, that's how you see the other business into that 12 gauge. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying is like they have been in that holler much longer than any of us have generationally. And they're going to be there much longer than any of us will generationally. If they want you to disappear, you, your body's gone. And it's, 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 that's not a, that's not a shit talking thing. That's a, I know where I'm at. I'm going to respect where I'm at. Like, just like we said, if you're coming to North Carolina, Georgia, Oklahoma, even Colorado, if you're coming from these places, don't bring your shit with it. Because if you go up in the holler and like, well, technically the law state, lack of better terms, to hell with your law. That's the holler. There is no law. The cops don't go up there. Well, there is a law and it's Vietnam, Fred. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The game warden. warden, Listen, I can take this phone right now and call a game warden in Cherokee, North Carolina. And I can say, Mike, um, I need you to go arrest this person because they they did this, this, and this. Where they live. Here's their address. He goes, no, I ain't doing that. Because he's not coming out there. Like, he's not going to leave. They'll say, oh, he bumped his head. He's somewhere on the river. We never found his body. Like, but it's that respect. 100%. It's that that southern hospitality that, whether it's south, north, west, whatever it is, respect where you're at. Respect the waters, respect the fish. It comes down to that. Respect people in general. Well, you know, one one thing I can say for this group, you know, we we all in our – in our respective areas, we want to promote the sport. We want to see the the sport flourish because, yeah. you know, obviously we want to enjoy it. We want, you know, our kids, our family, our friends, we want to be able to take people to have those experiences and for it to be better in the future. And part of that is, you know, being respectful to the people that are in those areas where we want to, where we want to fish at. And yeah. because, you know, yeah, if if I want to go fish a spot and somebody doesn't want me there, yeah, okay, we 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 could make a big deal out of it. But how much progress am I making for for moving the sport forward by button heads every time I go in the lake? Because if you know if if Justin's on the boat with me and every time we go out we're getting in a fight with somebody or having to argue with somebody about you know fishing in that pocket, Justin like, Justin's going to be the why is, Justin will be the arguing guy. Yeah, but I'm saying Justin, if, that's if, all if, the if, regulation if, says. But if you're, t- if you're t- <laughs> right here, right here. <laughs> okay, Justin was the bad example for that one. But like, if you're it's if you're taking mustache, somebody, mustache, Justin. I'm sorry. It's, it's if you're taking good. if you're taking somebody new though, and that's their experience. Every time they go, they don't want to go and get. They're not going to want to go anymore. What would you? So this exactly. is a problem. There is a spot on the Nanahilla River. I'm not going to say what spot. It'll give it away. But there's a spot on the Nanahilla River in North Carolina. And I will take anyone that listens to this. I'll take you there right now. There is a... Come on up. You're an hour and a half. Let's go. I got waders that'll fit you. Let's go. Um, There's private property. So and, And it is established private property under North Carolina navigable water laws there's no dispute about it but how the property falls is there's your fishing hole right here how their property goes is like 
this. So, as long as, and there's an established trail that goes down this hole, there's going to be people that comment on this. Like, I know exactly where you're talking about. But if you go in by the fence post, go down, get in the water, there's no fish where that property line crosses. It's like eight inches deep. But if you go by off the purple and everything else, if it was someone that has never been there before, they're going to drive past it. But I've had an encounter with this property owner, and they pulled up. They were so respectful. They were awesome. They said, hey, man, um, where did where'd you get in the water at? Did you go on the back side or the front side? Front side, you know, I have a client with me. I don't, I'm not promoting bypassing purple, but I, he goes, yeah, I know the property line. It's, it's, it's a weird property line. And they were so cool about it. They said, as long as you don't mind, you know where the, you know where the line is. Like just, even if you're in the water, if you don't mind staying off of that side, because on the back side of that, there's an amazing hole, but no one fishes it except this property owner because He's such a cool property owner because everyone has been very respectful with him. Every time he's pulled up, said, hey, where'd you get the water? Right here. Cool. Awesome. Don't go farther than that. Yes, sir. We won't do it. And we never do. Like, there are guides. In a week, there's probably 30 guides that take people in this hole. And there might be 20 of them that get talked to about the property owner. Like, hey, don't go any farther. Once he knows you, you're fine. He knows you're not going to go farther. And that's, but it's that respect thing because there are guys that come up from North Georgia that are like, oh, well, your property line. And it's just like, he's like, out, get out. Because they'll be fishing that hole of his house. And he's like, nope, yeah. get out. Because instead of saying, I'm sorry, man, a little confused on the rules, my, my feet were in the water, the wall is not navigable, whatever. This is another episode. Um, Instead of saying, my bad, I'll go, you know, 80 feet up the river. They want to they want to butt heads. Like, respect goes so much farther in this community than people realize that I don't care if you've been fly fishing, bass fishing, cart fishing, cat fishing, wherever it comes, be respectful. Like, respect gets you so much far. I fish so much water that is not allowed by so many people because of, like, Vietnam Fred. Like, hey, man, let's have a drink about it. I'm yeah. still, I don't know. That's a little iffy. Shut up. Let's have a drink about it. And now I can fish that anytime I want. And I I have permission to take clients of it. I don't. But yeah. I take, like, my buddies of it. But, and that's the thing is that I, that's the thing that I want back in the community is that respect where we came from and respect where we are. If that makes Excellent. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've covered a lot of stuff today, had a lot of fun chats like, like we always do. And we had Bailey on, but I think that's a, that's a good message to drive home right now. Yep. You know, no, no, no matter where you're at, how you're, how you're enjoying fishing, just be, be respectful, be a decent human being because the, the benefits you're going to get from that long term are going to way, 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 way out, you know, outweigh the, the short-term gain that you might get by fishing that hole and, yep. you know, pissing that landowner landowner off or whatever, but you're going to, you're going to reap way more benefits from just, you know, being a decent human being, be respectful, you know, listen to people. Like if, if, 
if you're wanting them to listen to your your stance on something, listen to theirs. No matter whether you agree with it or not, like we can agree to disagree on things, and that's fine. But you know, a little bit of respect goes a long way. So that's the I think that's the message I want to drive home to to all our listeners on this episode. Like I, I got I got one rule, man. When I'm out, and it's just say hi and always bring an extra beer. Always, man. Or a cigar. That that cigars are two dollars. That will take you a long way on the river every day. Like mm-hmm. a cigar cutter costs three dollars on Amazon. A pretty a decent, readily available cigar costs two dollars at the store. Like, buy five cigars. Meet someone, cut a cigar. Let's have a cigar together. That's what I'm saying, and, man. And that's the transfer between fly fisherman and spin fisherman too, is that. You might you might encounter a spin fisherman that is throwing that panther, you know, rooster tail, whatever it is, and they're killing the trout. They're killing it. But there's no reason to talk shit. We're all just we're in waters that are designated. Catch trout however you want to catch trout. Like don't hold it against them. Yeah. Like there might be a day that I'm pulling in ten trout to their one. They'll come up and be like, hey man. God Almighty, what are you using? Well, I mean, it's fly fishing helps, but I'm throwing this. And there might be a big ass meal. It might be this. And that's something they can put under a bobber and drift it and catch trout. And it's just like, don't get me wrong, spin fishermen mess it up, fly fishermen mess it up in certain areas, but don't let what someone wants to do ruin your day. Like, there's no point in that. Like, if a spin fisherman wants to spin fish, but how how is that affecting your day? Is it physically hurting you? No, I don't like what they're doing. Cool. So go 300 yards above them and start fishing up. Who cares? Yeah. Fish. I like it, man. We're here to fish. We're here to fish. On that yeah. note, dude, on that note, I mean, we're rolling a buck 14 on this cast, man. So... I'd like we gotta to, leave. We gotta leave a little bit so Bailey will come back home. I'd like to throw this up right here. Cheers to having you on again, Bailey. Cheers to the Absolutely. crew being full, full tilt. And uh, Chad, I know you're not in here, but cheers to Chad. Cheers we know he's Chad. got it too. Cheers to Chad. Well, hey, as we're wrapping up right here, you know, we, we talked about your merch and stuff, Bailey. But if anybody's missed it on the uh, on the previous episodes, where can where can people find you on social media? Where can they? You know, come see you in the shop and all that good stuff. So Instagram and Facebook, Stonefly Outdoors. All one word. There we go. Stonefly Outdoors on Instagram. Um, Stonefly Outdoors on Facebook. If you want to book a trip with me, Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Um, Chad posted it earlier. Um, Yep. If you want to. Oh, gosh. I think it's MV. FS underscore 2022 on Instagram. If you want to connect with them on Instagram, go through them. Um, yeah, it's just if you go through Stonefly Outdoors, hey, I want to book a trip with you, whatever it is, it's going to be through Maggie Valley. Like, I guide through Stonefly, but I'm going to support my boss. I'm going to support where I'm at. Like, these are my people that are supporting me. I'm going to support them, going to support y'all. And that's just. That's why my bio right now, you know, hunt, hunt lifty, fish lifty, all that shit. So, awesome, man. Yeah. 
Love to have you so, in the group here. And then in case you remember the recording, I'm gonna call you out. You still need to get your ass up here. <laughs> I'm coming, man. I'll get up there. Don't you worry. I'll get up there. We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll hey, see. The road runs both ways. If you will, really want to get technical about it. Hey, we got listen, we I'm, got we got I'm, trout down here too. Well, no, we'll go bass fishing. I got the DC and the storage unit right now. Let's do it, buddy. Let's I got do that Murano ready to go. <laughs> well, anytime. <laughs> well, make sure, you uh, know, to all our listeners, we appreciate y'all being tuning in with us. Um, make sure to go check us out on, on Fish Lift Eat Official on Instagram. Head over to huntlifteat.com. Pick you up some Fish Lift Eat merch. You can have matching hoodies like me and Justin. Boy, that was not playing, by the way. That was not <laughs> playing. Oh, it's everybody, everybody watching this on YouTube. Let's go because Bailey's Bailey's whiskey bottle is looking a little empty. We gotta wrap this up. So, everybody on YouTube, make sure to uh, thank you, subscribe, like, comment, share this video out to everybody. And I know it'll be sooner than later. Bailey, we can't wait to have you back on, but thanks for being on with us today. And everybody, always remember, until next time, keep them lines wet. We'll catch you on the next cast. See you, boys.